Welcome to Explorations of the Heart and Soul, guided meditations by Australian Zen teacher Andrew Tutel. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au. Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. So welcome everyone to Tuesday mornings with Oz Zen. Welcome back. Thank you for the effort to be here this morning. If you could just make sure that you're muted. I'll just do that again, just hang on. So please settle into your posture, take a few deep breaths, a bit of stretch, move the body a little bit if you want to. Feel the feet on the floor or your knees on the, on the mat. Sense of touching the earth. Entering into the body via our sensations. <clears throat> so today I'm going to continue um, our series of guided meditations on the Heart Sutra. And the topic for today is resting in sensations. If you are familiar with uh, Joko Beck's work, um, she speaks quite frequently about the importance of returning to resting in our senses. It's one of her core teachings. Sometimes she calls it experiencing. The beginning of the Heart Sutra states, Avalokiteshvara, Bodhisattva, practicing deep prajna paramita, clearly saw that all five skandhas are empty, transforming anguish and distress. 
In today's meditation, we'll be largely focusing on the first two skandhas, form and sensation of feeling. Joko Beck stated, without awareness of our sensations, we are not fully alive. Our tendency at times is to live in our heads, caught in our thoughts, caught in our plans or the future or the past or our worries. And the very simple practice is just coming back to our senses. Avalokiteshvara is not doing Prashnaparamita. She is being Prashnaparamita. She is being wisdom. Anguish and distress are transformed because passion, compassion is the natural functioning of wisdom. Being Prashna Paramita is non-separation. In non-separation, there is no separate self and hence no resistance to impermanence and interdependence. And hence no suffering. Zen is the practice of Prashna Paramita and compassionate action is the functioning. In these meditations on the Heart Sutra, we are exploring the Heart Sutra experientially, not philosophically. Although it is important to understand the Heart Sutra philosophically, which helps us to understand it experientially but the experiential practice of the Heart Sutra is the main gain. The reason why I've chosen to focus on the skandhas of form and feeling or sensation is because the fourth skandha is the one that causes us most problems. All the five skandhas, form, sensation, perception, mental reactions, or mental formations and consciousness are really what constitute me and the world and the universe. And as the Heart Sutra says, form is emptiness, emptiness is form. The Heart Sutra is telling us all and negate, negating the very existence of things in themselves. There are no separate selves or things existing in the whole universe. The whole universe is emptiness. By returning to our sensations, we are experiencing emptiness at this direct experiential level. The fourth skanda, mental formations or reactions, 
is the one that really explains to us how our present experience is colored by our past. Mental formations or reactions includes our memories, including traumatic memories, our stories, our habitual tendencies, negative and positive. This is where our belief in a separate self is most highly conditioned. But this is an upside down way of experiencing the world. So that's why it's important to return to the sensations. Form is the world that appears to us and is constructed as the outside world as opposed to the inside world. Our body appears as form, mountains and rivers appear as form, teacups appear as form. In a way, it includes all our sensory experience of the world. And feelings and sensations, the next level of the skandhas, are about how we experience our sensations in a kind of very subtle, evaluative way, often described as pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, or positive, negative, and neutral. These feelings arise in response to all the six sense faculties that are listed in the Heart Sutra as well. Eye, ear, nose, tongue, body, mind. In those days, they included our, our mind, our, our consciousness of thoughts as part of our sense faculties. <clears throat> So the Heart Sutra teaches us that there's, it negates all those sense faculties. No eye, ear, nose, tongue, body, mind. There's nothing, nothing that inherently or separately exists. Okay, so let's settle back into our, let's just rest in our sensations. Just take a couple of minutes Often it's the sensations of the body that uh, we become aware of first. A sense of heaviness or tightness or lightness. Where the body is touching the cushion. The feet are touching the floor. the awareness of the tension in our shoulders or necks. The feeling of our hands, fingers. Really allow yourselves to experience yourself as the sensations of the body. 
Another name for skandhas are conditions or aggregates or streams, the five streams or the three streams of body, heart and mind. The sense of one moment flowing into the next, the sense of the sensations changing moment by moment. Feeling the movement of the breath, the chest and the heart space expanding. And all of these scanners flow into one another. It's only a provisional category or boundary between them. In essence, the whole of form and emptiness is boundless, no boundary. But it's possible to bring our attention to the six different gates of the senses. And it's a nice practice in terms of embodying ourselves in these first two conditions or skandhas, to see if you can notice the subtle feelings that arise in relation to the different six gateways of the senses. So eyes are shapes, colors, Ears are sounds. Nose are smells. Tongue, the taste in our mouth right now. Bodies, the sense of touch. The sense of the connection with the world through our bodies, the interface, and mind, the awareness of our thoughts. As long as we're not caught, caught up in a thought, as long as we're not fused with a thought, we can just observe our thoughts coming and going, just like we observe our sensations coming and going, appearing and disappearing. No problem. So when we come back to the body sensations, can you notice any subtle feeling of pleasure or discomfort? Or does it just feel like neutral? So if you're aware of some tension or contraction 
a packet of sensations of that kind. What's the feeling that arises when you focus in on that? Does it feel pleasurable or does it feel uncomfortable? Allow yourself to maintain your attention, if you like, on a particular location where you feel some tension or tightness. And see if the feeling changes from one moment to the next. This can become very profound when one is on a long meditation retreat where the sensation of pain can sometimes within an instant transform into a pleasurable sensation. But most of our practice is usually doing a sit once or twice a day. But even in these kinds of sittings, we can notice how our feelings that arise with the sensations can subtly change. That there is nothing fixed. The feelings are also in flow, in flux, as well as the sensations. even the rhythm of the breathing sense of what is the feeling which goes with the breathing is it pleasant unpleasant or neutral as we join with our sensations as we step out of our thinking mind and become one with our sensations. It often happens that a feeling of compassion arises quite naturally. Or a feeling of affection towards oneself. Towards the body. Similarly, when we shift our focus of attention to sounds that are appearing right now in your particular environment where you're sitting. Some of you may have the soundscape which includes birds. Notice 
what feeling arises with birdsong? Often a melodious birdsong, a sweetness or a, a pleasant sensation, a pleasant feeling will arise with the birdsong. You might be aware of the sounds of cars going past if you're in that kind of environment. That's often more of a neutral feeling, but sometimes it can feel unpleasant. Sometimes sounds can feel as if they're invading our privacy, especially if you were lying in bed and uh, someone starts a whippersnipper up, something like that. Notice the, the feeling that arises. That can also be colored by the fourth skanda, where our stories and judgments are kept and past experiences. So what, we, what we're doing when we're resting in sensations is we're joining, becoming non-separate with this moment and thereby letting go of all story, just resting in the direct experiencing of the moment. experiencing the world through our eyes. We don't see our eyes, we see shapes and colors. When we're experiencing the world through our nose, we don't see our nose, we, we, we experience smells. Similarly, with our ears, we, we experience sounds. All of these flowing together as different streams or tributaries of the one stream. Coming back to our senses always brings us back to the present moment. When we find ourselves in our everyday lives feeling upset about something, we can stop and pause, come back to our senses, come back to the present moment. When we rest in our senses, the reactivity will settle down we can respond with some compassionate action, a workable action, if we need to. So coming back to our senses is one of our core practices. 
very simple practice. And of course, simplicity doesn't mean to say that it's easy. Just notice yourself when we sit. Or we can turn away from our senses and get caught up in our thoughts. Or how we can grow restless just sitting with our senses. But when you thoroughly surrender yourself to our sensations, thoroughly become one with the sensations, all sense of restlessness and boredom will disappear. will be thoroughly complete in that moment, not lacking anything. No gap. Non-separation with this moment is the practice of Prashnaparamita, is the practice of the wisdom that goes beyond wisdom. simply being this moment, simply resting in these sensations right now. In this moment, we are gone beyond the duality of separation. And that cannot be expressed in words. <laughs> <laughs> 